Good to be with you all again after our retreat. <clears throat> and this organism is still recovering from some bug that's been going around, so forgive me if my voice gives out. I heard the study group was about territoriality, and I just want to make a comment about that. Yogis have no interest in territoriality whatsoever. And uh, when we were at the retreat, we talked about that scene, that percept of the Christian myth of Jesus riding on the donkey into his victorious entrance into Jerusalem. The donkey is territoriality. Jesus is riding on it, but is not in it, is not of it, has no interest in territoriality. So what is yoga about? Yoga has to do with the understanding, the management, and the design of complex systems. Territoriality is a very low and um, non-complex concept. It's complicated, but it's not complex. It's an animal concept. Animals are territorial. The human being is half animal, but half divine. That's what the Christian myth is about. Well, the divine half has no interest in territoriality, and a yogi is interested in only their divine nature, and they're transcending their human nature. So yes, you have to understand it, but territoriality is a subset of a much more complex system. The ego is a complex system, but it's a complex system that does not understand its own complexity, because it has an inadequate system of self-representation and of representation of reality, which therefore thereby cripples its capacity for self-organization and self-deconstruction and self-reorganization. That concept in religious terms is called death and rebirth. That's what the baptism is about. This is all a symbolic way of trying to understand the complexity of the system. People think that complexity is a relatively new scientific discipline. And in the modern world, it is, but it's a very ancient concept. And the first full development of that is in the form of the net of Indra. The net of Indra is the most significant concept to come out of Vedic and Buddhistic thought <clears throat> and got explicated most fully in Huayan Buddhism, but it existed long before that. And that is the understanding that reality is not based on closed systems with independent or contesting territories, but is a network of interconnecting subsystems within a larger, hyper-complex system in which there is harmony and unity that overlies any sense of difference. And so when we can begin to map the complexity of the ego system, we rise to the soul level, which is soul is a hyper-complex system, which is an assemblage of complex systems that extends over time because the soul reincarnates and up to the point of understanding an entire cycle of time with all of the complexity of the permutations of time itself. And then you get to the higher level of ultra-complex systems at the level of the Atman. And this is an assemblage of hyper-complex systems that includes many different universes 
many different uh, independent uh, levels of functioning, but that are all part of a harmony at the highest level. And so as we go up to higher and higher levels of consciousness, what they are are higher levels of complexity. And at the very high, highest level of infinite complexity, you reach absolute simplicity. And that's the level that Ramana and the great sages are working from. They're not in complexity anymore, but complexity has been entirely integrated within them and comes out spontaneously, not as some conceptual formula of thinking. But the thought emerges from that. And so at chakra five, we're learning to understand complexity and hypercomplexity. At chakra six, we're learning to manage it. This is called the agya chakra, it means the chakra of command. If you cannot manage a hypercomplex system, then it's going to collapse on you. That's what's happening in the world today on this planet. We have created these very hypercomplex technological systems, but no capacity to manage them because our consciousness is still stuck in territoriality, which is a much more primitive uh, conceptualization of the real than the network concept is. And so therefore, we have different interests that are constantly in conflict and cannot produce synergies and non-zero-sum game uh, outcomes. And everything, therefore, becomes a struggle to the death. And in, in this technological period, that means mutual destruction. <clears throat> so until we grow our consciousness to a capacity to manage the world that the subsystem has created, that is now applying in a territorial way, and apply it in, in the form of a, a network of mutually enhancing elements, we will have a world that is uh, unstable at best and suicidal in its ultimate um, incapacity to harmoniously function for the good of all. So as our consciousness rises to that point in which we have dissolved any sense of territoriality which emerges with the I-thought and therefore the importance of transcending the I-thought in meditative samadhi, we encompass the entire system and there is no limit to what can be encompassed in our consciousness because the system is consciousness. It is only our identification with the subset of consciousness that reduces our capacity to manage ourselves as well as our relationships with others and ultimately the, the whole uh, welfare of the planet. So lacking the key to that, we are lost in these territorial struggles. The key is chakra four, which is love, and that's why every religion focuses on the understanding of God as love, because without love you cannot create a unified network. There will always be power struggles. So love is essential if we're going to create a sangha, and a sangha is a network of interwoven consciousnesses that are all focusing and functioning as emanations of the one. If that is not the case, then you don't really have a sangha, or you have one in name only. But the, what you will have is an entropic dissolution of harmony and functionality, as you're seeing in the world today. Even in Buddhism, you have Buddhists in Myanmar attacking the 
the Muslims. This would never have happened before, but consciousness has been degraded into territoriality, even in uh, social systems based on the Buddha's teachings of, uh, of non-territorial network reality. And so the concepts and the capacities to represent reality as they fall into more and more dualistic and oppositional frameworks lose their capacity to enable us to reorganize both at an individual level to become healthy and non-neurotic and at a much higher level, trans-individual level, to then remodel an entire world or universe. So that capacity has to be regrown through the deconstruction of the old that is obsolete and no longer functioning. The problem is, once the system itself degrades from a recognition of that which is functional to, uh, to that which is dysfunctional and turns into good and bad, and then the good and bad opposition turns into good and evil, as you have today in the world, then you cannot have an integration any longer because good will never integrate with evil. But there is no evil. The evil is always a projection of one's own shadow onto the other. But once that shadow has been projected, then uh, there can be no harmonious peacemaking, just as you see North Korea and the U.S. cannot come together. No, no countries can, because there's always the projection of evil onto the other. And this happens with the ego as well. So we have to get beyond these kinds of dualistic representational systems which project the need to destroy the other rather than the need to reintegrate and to function as a single whole. When this can be done, then the entire system can be redesigned from the highest state of consciousness, which is the dreamer of this entire dream. But that requires reaching absolute simplicity. And to do that, the mind, which is based on these inadequate representations, beginning with the ego itself, has to be sacrificed into the complete, uh, non-territorialized and transcendent level of consciousness that is our true home, our true nature, our essence. And the only loka from which reality can be understood and redesigned and loved. So this is the challenge that we face today. And in the past, it could be understood in mythological terms, but the mythologies of religion are no longer digestible to the modern mind. We cannot uh, extract from them the scientific capacity to redesign our consciousness. So therefore, religion must be reinterpreted in terms of such theories as complexity theory and chaos theory and various other relevant uh, scientific and mathematical concepts that we can use to achieve what used to be able to be achieved within a mythological construct when people understood that the myths refer to these higher concepts. It's a fact that one of the aspects of any complex system is that it can be described from many different perspectives. And in any complex system, any description will be adequate but at the same time will be uh, not sufficient to be able to grasp all the frameworks which simultaneously are operating 
to describe that system. And so you have to go to the level of hyper-complexity in which every description of the system is inadequate, but the system itself is mastered. Okay? The whole problem of people's um, allegiance to a particular religion is, is simply that one description of ultimate reality is the only one they will accept. One name of God, one mythological system, even though all of the systems are correspondences that are exact uh, mirror uh, reflections of each other, the same as the net of Indra proposes. But that cannot be seen from within one particular uh, framework. So we have to transcend any loyalty to any given uh, descriptive um, perspective in order to have an omnicentric understanding of consciousness as it manifests and appears to every conscious being. And once that happens, then there is automatically empathy, compassion, and the capacity to transmit love and receive love. And a network is created out of a, uh, a chaos of territorialities. So this is what we do when we meditate by transcending the territorializing mind into the mind of God or that mind that uh, is ultra hyper complex and contains all of these and reorders all of these subsystems whether it's at the level of superego and infantile uh, inner child consciousness all the way up to international systems, interplanetary systems, interdimensional systems all of them function according to the same ultimate principle of reality. So, letting go of your own identification with a particular organism or a particular social system or cultural system or time frame system will enable you to have an understanding of everything. But the, the, the lower must be sacrificed to receive the higher. And if you're willing to do that, there are no limits to what will be given to you from the highest source of consciousness in order to be able to redesign and manage the system of reality in which you are presently participating. So I hope that uh, encourages you to achieve the level of consciousness which is transcendent of any mental constructs so that the source of mind itself can be appreciated as your own essential nature. And from that, all potentialities will emerge as needed in a spontaneous way, without struggle and without um, any possibility of the misuse of that information. And when there is a purification of the unconscious mind so that there would be no corruption of the power that is given through the heightening of consciousness, then more of that power is given in order to be used for the good. But so long as there is still a corruptible ego that wants to appropriate this knowledge, then there's a limit to what can be taken in and digested and used as a safeguard against the system becoming a Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the archetype of Kali Yuga. And now we not only have Frankensteins, we have Frankenfoods, we have Franken climate, we have everything is Frankenized uh, because uh, we have uh, bought into letting the system rule us. The tail is wagging the dog. 
And so we have to get control again, not only uh, thinking we're the dog, but having a leash on the dog and controlling it. And that can only come through a meditative transcendence of the limited identification with the ego. Okay, I hope that makes everything clear. Let's meditate. <laughs>